Hey, hey, this is Donna Price. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, where we interview visionary women making a difference in the world. Womenpreneurs that have a vision bigger than just themselves, that are impacting their families, their communities, and the world at large. At Visionary Womenpreneurs, we bring women together to connect, collaborate, and celebrate, and make a difference. We focus on womenpreneurs that are impacting the world in six big ways, ending poverty, empowering women, increasing and improving education and access to education, girls and youth empowerment, the environment and climate change, and entrepreneurship. I welcome you to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio and hope that you find the different women that we interview inspiring and that you take action to change your world. You too can connect with the Visionary Womenpreneurs. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Visionary Womenpreneurs or visit our website at visionarywomenpreneurs.com. And I look forward to having you be part of our community to make a difference and change the world in positive ways. Today, I am thrilled to have Tracy Bissett joining me on Visionary Women Printers Radio. Tracy Bissett is on a mission to redefine the world's economic future by increasing the financial literacy of entrepreneurs, also known as financial fitness. With over 20 years of experience in the financial services industry, Tracy can help entrepreneurs across all industries, both online and offline. As the founder, president, and chief financial fitness trainer at Bissett Financial Fitness Incorporated, Tracy helps her clients understand and improve their level of financial fitness with a goal of increased confidence using their financial skills so they can be successful in their financial lives. In addition, Tracy is a professor at Centennial College's School of Business and regularly leads speaking engagements to increase financial fitness awareness. Tracy enjoys giving back to the community and actively volunteers with Therapeutic Paws of Canada, United Way, and Junior Achievement of Central Ontario. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Great. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being here on Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio today. I'm excited to talk with you, and the timing is perfect to talk about money and money health and women and money in their business. So welcome. Thank you so much, Donna. It's really my privilege to be here with you today. And as you say, it is uh, really an important time to be talking about money and taking some mystery out of that uh, thing that impacts our businesses so much. Definitely. And I know you're <clears throat> up in, <clears throat> oh my goodness, my voice. You're up in Canada. I am. And before we started recording, we were talking about the coldness of April that we're both experiencing. And um, I don't know um, if things are significantly different in Canada for business owners than they are here right now as we deal with the pandemic and closures and um, <clears throat> the effect on small businesses. 
but I think money health is always an important thing for businesses to be looking at and and working on. Um, so let's just talk about like our current situation and a little bit, and then we'll get more into the details of the importance of money health, just kind of generally for businesses. But what are you seeing right now that people need to be focused on? Oh, sounds good. I mean, we're certainly seeing the same sorts of things that you're seeing in the U.S., um, with everybody on lockdown because uh, across the country we're on lockdown not just in some of our provinces so small businesses are really feeling the impact the government has been really proactive in rolling out a lot of programs to help business owners but just like any program it helps a lot of people but not everyone there's usually some loopholes and everybody doesn't qualify uh, one of the big issues um, which I'm sure you're seeing too is around rent um, for commercial properties and um, being able to make those rent payments and we're getting to the place now where commercial landlords can start evicting tenants if they want to. So really a hard time for businesses um, laying off lots of people um, money coming but not quite there yet in order to hire back employees. So um, the first piece of advice I would give to everybody who's listening is to take a big deep breath. When you approach your money situation, you've got to be calm and it's not going to change it if you're coming at it with anxiety and upset and lots of emotion. The situation is going to stay the same. So try to control what you can. Um, the second thing that's really important is to get a, a handle on what are your facts. So it's really um, easy to worry about the imaginary and the maybes and the what ifs of your financial situation. But this is the time where whether you've done it before or not, let's get clear on how much money's coming in, how much money has to go out, what's the difference, and then start thinking about how can you fill those holes. Because uh, there likely was holes before, um, but the, the holes are gonna be bigger. So with a calm approach, figure out the facts, and then you can start being proactive about making a plan. Sounds like good advice. It sounds like um, it's never too late to kind of get your financial numbers like in order if you haven't done that already like now's still a great time to like get get them in order so that you know exactly where you're at so absolutely what and i view um i call my my business visit financial fitness and it's it's around that positive aspect of financial fitness where i believe that everybody can change their situation one day at a time it doesn't matter where you've been what your upbringing was if you take one positive step today, you can build on that tomorrow. And certainly there's no expectation people are gonna learn things overnight, that's not possible. And so that would be unreasonable if you put that burden on yourself. But by saying now is the time I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna get a handle on my financial situation, ask questions and just take it one day at a time and, and learn one thing every day. And you can certainly be uh, moving towards that financial fitness um, versus what some people call financial literacy which really has a negative connotation to me. And I wanna be positive in that it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what stage you are in your business, you can make a change today. That's great. So talk a little bit more about like what some of the steps are that people could be taking to um, kind of get that clear picture yeah, you can start with um, just a, a piece of paper. You don't need to be fancy and you've got to start thinking about 
what clients do I still have? What money is still going to come in? You may still have clients. If you're a coach or service provider, you may have some of your clients calling you and saying, you know, I really want to continue on with you, but I don't have the funds right now. And so you'll need to make some decisions about, is that okay with you? Um, how long have they been your client? What's going to be your approach? And so how much money do you think is going to come in in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? Um, the next thing you want to do is sit down with either your bank account statements or your credit card statements, if you don't have financial statements, to look at what are all the normal things you have to pay. So do you have to pay rent? Do you have to pay insurance? What about all those computer programs you use in your business? Any employees, all that kind of stuff. And then once you've got the list, figure out which ones are really critical, which ones are essential, which ones have to be paid. And likely when you put the two pieces together, the total of how much has to go out and how much is coming in, there's going to be a hole. Um, so I would recommend that you then take your expenses, rank them from what is the one that has the biggest impact to your cash flow. So what's the biggest payment you'd have to make? Is it your rent payment? And then start brainstorming. What can you do with that? So you may have a conversation with your landlord to see if there's going to be any opportunity to pay some or defer. Um, then you're going to go to the next one on the list. So most financial institutions, um, certainly in Canada, have programs ready for business owners to defer principal payments, even interest payments on loans. They're making offerings where you can reduce your credit card interest rate. And so it's really important now, whether or not you feel comfortable with your financial situation, to have the confidence to know that you're doing the right thing. It's not because you're a bad business owner that you need to go and ask for these kinds of things, but there are remedies out there for you, but you've got to take that initiative and ask. And so getting that plan, knowing what are all the things I have with this financial institution, contacting them, and it's really important to contact them in the way that they advise you. So they've got it on their website. They tell you, we prefer that you email us or we prefer that you fill out this form, electronic form, because as you can appreciate, their phone lines are just flooded um, with people calling. And so you're not um, unique or special in this situation, which is a good thing. And most of the service providers you're going to have have already thought about what is their plan of attack and what are they willing to do for their customers. So when you're calling, you're one of many, or you're sending in that application, you're one of many, and they already have kind of a pre-approved kind of thing that they're, they're doing or they're looking at. So see what you can cut back, see what you can defer. Um, the other thing that's important to think about is how can you maybe make a pivot in your business? Um, is there something that you were doing maybe in person only that you can move online? I don't think we want to be drastically changing our business model at this point because we don't know yet what the new normal is going to be. But if you can take what you're already good at and what you know how to do and deliver it in a different way, you can still add value to your clients and be of service to them. And so um, as you asked me how to do it, doing that, jotting it down on paper. You don't need to be fancy with a spreadsheet if that's too hard. Um, the important thing is to find out all those numbers and then start tackling and making those calls or those contacts. Definitely. I think that that's such good advice because when you make that list of all your expenses, like, I think we think like, you know, oh, well, it's only $10. Oh, it's mm -hmm. only $15. When you start looking at all those little $10, $15 things that you're doing every month, like it starts adding up to quite a bit of money. I'm like, For you, sure. start, you know, just start looking like, do I need this $10 thing? And like, yeah, $10 doesn't sound like a lot of money, but when it's coming out to like three, 500, you know, 300, $500, like that starts being significant 
amount of money that you possibly don't need to be putting out there. The other thing too is if you don't regularly do this exercise, I guarantee you're going to find some things that you are paying for that you don't use anymore. That app or that computer software that you thought was going to be the next best thing for your business that you used for one month and now you pay a monthly fee, there's probably going to be some things that you can eliminate permanently, which is yeah. just going to help your bottom line going forward. Definitely. And I also like that you're saying, you know, just on a piece of paper, like you don't have to have that QuickBooks subscription, no. <laughs> <laughs> which is so intimidating to some people, myself included. <laughs> to yeah, if you have it, I mean, master. certainly make use of it, but that shouldn't be a barrier to you doing this. And even on the personal side, because uh, not all businesses are incorporated, but if you think of something like your car insurance, a lot of the car insurance providers, um, some of them have proactively gone out to their customers and given a break on premiums because everybody's at home. But if yours hasn't come to you, go to them. So I just did that last week for myself. For the one month I've been home already, they're already going to reduce the premium by $100. And if I keep staying at home, I'm going to keep contacting them um, because the risk of me getting in an accident right now is very low as I go out every couple of weeks to the grocery store. Exactly. Yeah. I know our insurance company said that they're doing that for clients and I haven't called them yet. So I need to do that myself. Yeah. Some of them, like they're all going to have things on their websites. And so they'll tell you how you have to approach it. So follow their instructions. Don't make it more complicated. If they say fill out a form, don't call them. Do yeah. what they want, because when you do it in the way that they advise you, they have a system that allows them to get to all of those requests really quickly. Definitely. I think the other thing that you said was like, look at your business and are there things that you can offer online that you weren't offering before online or ways that you can provide your service that are perhaps different than what you were doing. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that I've been on a lot of zoom calls with people and um that there's meetings that i'm going to online now that i used to have to drive to and what and i personally like it but i'm hearing Me from too. other people <laughs> <laughs> which is i live rurally you know so to go to the, a board meeting takes me an hour to get there i'm there you know so it, it just saves me a lot of time but other people are liking it too like like oh i like this working from home i like you know doing this online. So I think that there is a shift that's happening for people in how they perceive online and the resources that they're learning that they didn't, you know, like Zoom or other online resources that they have. So I, I teach, I teach part-time as, as something else that I do. And so we've had to migrate our students to teaching at a distance. And so we have some really great softwares where we've got virtual classroom. We can put people in breakout groups. I mean, uh, to do group work, just like we would do in class. And so there's lots of learning, which can bring stress and apprehension. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of benefits that come out of this. And personally, I find uh, with financial coaching that I do with entrepreneurs, I do a lot remotely anyway. And we typically do it on a, a Zoom or a WebEx platform. And we usually do it without camera on, um, because as you can imagine, money is emotional. People usually are um, stressed or a little bit anxious as we're going through things and they like to be in the privacy of their own safe place. 
um, without having to look somebody in the eye and maybe talk about the things that they've been neglecting or uncomfortable with. And uh, there's always tears. So sometimes they're happy ones because they've had the breakthrough and they something makes sense that didn't before. And sometimes it's because they're feeling um, shameful because they let a situation get to a certain place. Um, and so being able to do it remotely, I was already doing that. And I think that's just going to increase going forward as more people get comfortable with that technology. Definitely, definitely. So um, are there tools that you recommend people do use um, to understand their financial position? I know we just said paper is great, you know, but are there other tools that can be helpful to people? Well, first of all, I think um, business owners need to take accountability for the financial position of their business. They need to be responsible for it. Even if they do have a bookkeeper, even if they have an accountant, they run their business and so they've got to know those numbers. So kind of before even tools come along, I would really recommend that everybody have a regular practice of reviewing your financial results. And if you haven't been doing it, I would say you want to start by setting something up weekly with yourself where maybe one week you're just looking at your bank account. What are all those things mean in there? Maybe then it's looking at your income statement, which shows all the revenue and the expenses, and then looking at your, your balance sheet. Maybe one of those weeks is talking with your bookkeeper about the things you don't understand on those statements. And so it's getting really clear about what information do you have at your disposal? Is it accurate? What do I need to change about it? Um, then kind of next level, you might start building um, the cash flow forecast. And so we kind of talked about how to do that rough one on paper with how much money comes in, how much money goes out, but we could start using Excel. We don't need to go to an accounting software right away. Uh, Excel is very inexpensive. And so it's a good way for people to get started. Um, that way you've got a permanent record and keep track. And then uh, absolutely, I do recommend accounting software. QuickBooks is a really good one um, that works well for accountants and bookkeepers as well. Um, but as the owner of the business, as the person responsible, you should be able to go in there and pull out the financial reports. I don't have an expectation that you can do all the bookkeeping and I don't think that's necessary, uh, but you do need to understand how to get those reports, what those numbers mean and how you can use the numbers to make change and grow your business. Definitely. And I think like bookkeeping is one of those um, things that once you can afford to outsource is a great thing to have somebody else do, but you do need to know what's going on in your business. And I say the same thing about marketing, like as mm -hmm. the business owner, you know, it's your voice and you want to be involved in your marketing as well as doing the business. So, um, yeah, I would say to um, check out the prices of things like um, I started working with a virtual assistant. So to your point, to help me make nicer landing pages and, and things that support my marketing, that's not my skill set. So it's still my voice in the commentary. But for a couple hundred bucks a month, I can look a lot nicer um, by having someone with that expertise. And if you're growing your business and you're starting small, um, a bookkeeper is not going to cost very much because you're not going to have that many transactions happening. So um, think about it in kind of the risk return or context of that return risk return trade-off. Um, what else could I do with my time? Could I generate another sale if somebody else was doing the bookkeeping that might take me five hours when it takes them half an hour? So right, exactly. Yeah. So that's, it's a financial fitness way of looking at it also that mm -hmm. your time is valuable and the book outsourcing to a bookkeeper makes you more financially fit when you're at a point to do that. 
For sure. And you're, as the owner, you are, uh, your chief responsibility is sales and generating revenue. So you've got to make as many sales calls or as many proposals as you can. And the more time you can free up to be focused on that, the more success you will have. Definitely. So I think one of the things that's happening in our current environment is business owners are getting into their books and their numbers because they're applying for all different types of loans or grants or support. Um, you know, so you do need to be able to kind of look at your financials and present them to a bank. So what are some of the ways that people can um, analyze those statements and understand what lenders are actually looking for kind of generally, like we're all hustling because <laughs> here in the States, it was like, if you didn't apply yesterday, they were saying they're going to run out of money today, like get your application in. So, <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, all of the queues are, are very full at the banks or even at the, through the government um, application processes, because there's just this huge surge of all these entrepreneurs who are applying. Um, first, when you look at the numbers, make sure they make sense because you don't wanna be giving numbers to a government agency or to a banker that you know are wrong because you have to stand behind the numbers. And if you know they're wrong in the first place, please don't give those ones. Or if you can't get them fixed, at least tell them how you know they're wrong. Um, if you had some financial trouble before, maybe you weren't as profitable as you had wanted, um, it's really important to be able to explain that to the government agency or to the banker hey, this happened in my business, it looked, it showed up in my numbers like this. Because of that situation, I learned how to manage this type of thing better. I know that that will never happen to me again because now I have the experience to manage. Um, for instance, say a supplier dramatically increases the price of the input, whatever it may be. But banks and the government agencies are looking for uh, confident management and credible management. So they wanna make sure that maybe things weren't as great as they could have been, but that you learned from it and you know what to do differently going forward. Um, some of the key things that they're looking for is, do you have liquidity in the business? Which basically means, can you pay your bills that are due over the next year? And so for a lot of you, it's, it's gonna be no right now, unless you get access to that government money. And so the good thing to know is that the benchmarks are, are reduced right now um, for lots of these special programs. And so if you can show that you've been in business for a certain period of time, if you can show what your regular expenses are, um, they're not doing as deep an analysis as if they would if it was just standard normal times. Because entrepreneurs and small businesses are the lifeblood of the country and they don't want all of these businesses folding. Um, the one caveat I would put on it, um, when you are applying for loans, not the forgivable kind of grants or anything like that, but you need to take a hard look at your business. And if you were not doing well when things were good and the economy was good, you want to seriously think about, should I be taking on more debt in my business? Because it may make the situation worse. It may create more issues for you down the road. So talk to someone you trust. If you have a bookkeeper, an accountant, you may have a banker that you deal with regularly that you can talk through the situation um, to figure out if it does make sense for you. Because unfortunately, not all businesses are going to survive this. And if you're going to take on debt that you're going to have to pay back later, you want to know that your business is strong enough originally to be able to support through this challenging time and then come out of it to be able to repay the money. Again, going back to it's never too late to get like really in touch with your number. Never, <laughs> never. Yeah. And really assess it. So what are some of the things that people 
do right or entrepreneurs do right with their money and um, that they might not realize or give themselves credit for. Uh, oh, that's a great one. And so typically when I start working with people, they'll tell me, oh, I don't know anything about math. I don't know anything about numbers. I don't even know the financial side of the business. I'm hopeless. And so it usually starts like that. And so if they've been in business for more than a couple months, I tell them, well, you may not call it the same things that I do. You may not describe it the way that I do, but you absolutely know how to manage cash flow. Because if you've been in business, you manage those timing differences between when your customers paid you and you had to pay your bills. And especially a business that's been around for a couple of years, you face times where you didn't have lots of funds and you made it work. Maybe you made deals with your suppliers. Maybe you had to borrow, whatever you've done. And so I like to start with clients and remind them of what it is they do know how to do. They may not call it the same terms or formal language to describe it that I do, but they've been actively doing it. Maybe not the best way, but they've been doing it. So they do have skills in that area and should um, start off with feeling like I've got a base here. I've got the start of a foundation and I can grow on it and build on it. Cool. I, I think of, um, well, on this show, Visionary Womenpreneurs, we talk about the impact that womenpreneurs have. And I think that that impact starts just from having a healthy business. Because when you have a healthy business, then you're impacting your family, the com you know, that impacts the community. It just kind of like radiates out from there. And there's certainly other ways that entrepreneurs can impact um, the community and the world, which I think we're also seeing right now, even though um, a lot of businesses are struggling, they're still like innovating and finding ways to impact their community with so whether it's donating masks or making masks or, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> getting creative. Well, so, so true, Donna. And um, sometimes uh, I find women entrepreneurs, they may criticize me because I'm all about let's make as much money as we can. And I don't say that because I think we need to be greedy and we need to hoard funds. But if I have a successful business that makes money, I have a lot more choices in the way that I can help other people in the world. So I can choose to maybe not work Friday afternoons because I go with my dog and I volunteer at a senior's residence and we, we do therapy dog visits. I can choose to give money to charitable organizations or as I mentioned with my time, I can hire people to work in my business, to give them op employment opportunities, whether it be um, women, young people, doesn't really matter, but you have so many more choices and more flexibility to do the bigger impact and the work that you wanna do when you make money. And so lots of times I find women will start their business saying, oh, I just wanna have a small business. I just wanna make a little bit of money. Well, why don't we see how much money you can make and then the bigger impact of how many people you can help and all the different ways you can help them. If you're making good money in your business, you can start offering some of your services pro bono to the people who can't afford it. Like make, let's lift everybody up with our business. And so I always challenge uh, women especially to be as profitable and make as much money as they can because of the bigger impact they can make. Definitely. I love that because yeah, we're, women business owners can have a, a world-changing effect and it just ripples out and there's just so many ways to, to do that, like you said. So where can people get in touch with you if they want to know more about how to become physically fit in their, or physically, money <laughs> fit in their business? Um, 
where should they go? Well, I love to hear from entrepreneurs, women especially. So the best place to reach out to me is on LinkedIn. So it's Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, and Visit is B-I-S-S-E-T-T. So please send me a message. I would love to hear that you are listening today. And for everybody who wants to get started on their money journey and to really kind of take the money situation um, by the reins, I've got for you a money meeting agenda. So you can get started today um, as you're listening. So if you go to cashcoach.biv, so cashcoach.biz, you can download a money meeting agenda and you can start to have that weekly meeting with yourself to start to take some of that uncertainty and mystery out of your money and really just get organized to, to get your plan started for moving forward. But there's no reason why you can't start today. Everybody has the, the ability and the possibility of making that change. That's great. And we will include those links in the show notes. So be sure to check those and you can be in touch with Tracy. Tracy, I just want to thank you for being here and being a guest on Visionary Womenpreneurs. It was great to talk with you and learn more about what you do and the impact that being money fit can have on a business. Thank you so much, Donna. It's really been my privilege to be here today. Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Women Printers Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary woman printer. And I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook, Visionary Women Printers, and join the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Make it a great day.